0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Standing up for what's right. This is The Roy Green Show.
1: The radio I was driving. The trees went back. Me and del were singing little runaway. I was flying.
0: for those who went around that Dell would have been del Shannon Happy St. Patrick's Day except for the Twitter account morons who deemed the day to be racist and tweeted about it and then they tweeted that Their particular Twitter account is terrifying to the racists who support St. Patrick's Day. So I took a look, and they have 457 followers. So I sent them a tweet. Uh, At the Roy Green Show on Twitter, we have Andrea Horvath coming up at the end of the hour, the Ontario NDP leader. Find out from uh, Ms. Horvath how she plans to get from third place in the polling to become Premier of the province of Ontario. And, uh, of course, Jagmeet Singh, the federal NDP leader, who's made quite a few headlines over the last week particularly, Mr. Singh was the deputy leader of the Ontario NDP between 2015 and 2017, and it was in 2015 that he went to San Francisco for the um, meeting about Sikh independence from India. So I'm going to ask Ms. Horvath about that and other things that she has planned for her party and for the people of Ontario if suddenly they decide that it's time for another NDP government. A lot of them like her. A lot of people in the province like Andrea Horvath, personally. Daryl Bricker is the president of Ipsos Global Public Affairs, and he joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. And Ipsos, just uh, for Global News, just uh, completed a poll on Ontario's views about the June 7th election. Daryl, thank you for taking the time.
1: My pleasure, Roy. Thanks for having me on.
0: So there was all this thinking that uh, Doug Ford with the bombastic style and the idea that he's a populist and some people making the Ford-Trump um, comparison, which I don't think is valid. But there was a lot of talk that, you know, uh, Ford is going to be the fourth time the conservatives and the third in succession that they self-destruct. Doesn't look like it's going to turn out that way, does it?
1: Well, not so far, but I mean, you know, campaigns matter, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens when we get into May and things really uh, start to heat up. But so far, uh, it looks like he's maintaining the lead that we've been seeing for them over the last while. In fact, uh, uh, completely stable since uh, since the last time we were in field prior to Doug Ford being the uh, appointed the leader of
0: the party. So they are at thirty nine percent, and is it roughly around forty that you're looking at majority government territory?
1: It it all depends on where it's spread. Uh, For the Conservatives, or actually for any political party, the real question is, how are you doing in the 905? Uh, Because that's where the bulk of the seats are that are up for grabs. So when you take a look at uh, the 905, the Tories have the same lead, basically, that they have province-wide. So that's the reason that they look like they'd be pushing up against a majority.
0: And 905 is outside the city of Toronto proper. Right. Uh, The Liberals at 32% and the Ontario NDP at 25 percent. Is there any hope at all for either of them?
1: Oh, I think there is. I mean, uh, as we get into the campaign and you see things start to heat up, in fact, you you see the premier is going to try and uh, change the game a little bit uh, starting on Monday with a speech from the throne, and they'll follow that up with a budget. So, you know, they're going to try and get another set of issues on the agenda. Uh, The person who seems to be having the hardest time getting any notice right now, though, is uh, your guest that's going to be up at the end of the hour, which is Andrew Horvath in the NDP. Although she's the preferred premier, uh, clearly, uh, among most people in the province of Ontario, it seems like her coattails aren't long enough to bring, bring up her party.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask her why she's been essentially absent for the last year. There hasn't been very much uh, in the way of appearances and uh, high-profile uh, appearances by Andrea Horvath. And I, I would have thought, given everything that's happened, Particularly over the last three months, you would, if you were a party leader, be taking advantage of that and diving at it head first.
1: Well, particularly since there's such an opportunity here. I mean, she is the preferred premier in the province. Mm-hmm. So people do want to hear from her. But the other thing is that this is really turning into quite a left right election. And the Liberals are going to be absolutely ruthless in terms of going after Doug Ford and, and the other way around. Uh, there is an opportunity here for uh, Andrew Horvath to do to the Liberal Party what the Liberals have done consistently to the NDP, which is to say, look, uh, these guys uh, aren't going to be able to beat the Conservatives. We're the only people who can do it. And to be really aggressive about that point of view, because it looks like right now what's happening is the opposition to Doug Ford is lining up behind the Liberals. If that happens, it's very hard for Andrew Horvath and the NDP to move up.
0: Um, How many people in this province would remember well 1990 to 1995 the... Only other time there were, or the only time there was, not only other, but only time there was an NDP government, and Mr. Ray's arguably, at least from my perspective, catastrophic five years in which he doubled the debt that the province accrued between 1867 and, and 1995. Um, are people in, the, in, in Ontario, uh, are memories now sufficiently fogged about 1990 to 1995 that they would be saying, yeah, maybe.
1: Well, I think there's enough there from 1990 to uh, to make people at least have a little bit of a pause, but I don't think it's enough for them, particularly progressive voters. Remember, we're not talking about the overall province here. Yeah. We're talking about the progressive coalition, which, by the way, has become more progressive, more left, uh, since 1990, and this is the Liberals and the NDP. Uh, somebody has to unite that group because divided, the Conservatives win. So the real opportunity for Angie Horvath is to unite them, and... I don't believe that that group of people is sitting around uh, regretting that much about Bob Ray in, in 1990 to 1995. Okay, it's just
0: me that has the shakes.
1: Well, the people who are on the other <laughs> side of the agenda who are consolidated around uh, Doug Ford. And, 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 but that's ultimately the, the race, Roy. The, the real race is can somebody consolidate uh, the uh, the progressive vote, and if it remains split, it becomes very easy for Doug Ford to win.
0: Daryl, tell me this. Do you think that over the next, and, and we're looking at a federal election in not not too long from now, next year, next fall, is is the is the political climate or the social climate such that it's going to be invariably, whether it's uh, federal, provincial, whether it's the United States, whether it's uh, Western europe, is it is it is it right versus left as opposed to um, sort of aiming for the middle? Is it now going to be incumbent on political parties to choose one of the two sp- uh, spectrums?
1: Well, that's basically what's happening. And I don't know that it's so much left versus right. I mean, particularly the populace in uh, in, in Europe and, and what you saw in the United States, it's less about left and right and more about um, people being portrayed as kind of the elite mm-hmm. versus the other group of the population. Uh, so that's what we're seeing in, in in other countries. And it tends to be less about... Um, uh, um, tends to be less about things like, for example, strictly economics and taxes, and more about this sense of, uh, uh, you know, one group of people feeling like they've got a, uh, an agenda, and this is the people who are on the progressive side of the uh, of the equation, uh, a really aggressive agenda about the type of power structure that they want to see in, in, in a particular jurisdiction, in this instance, in, in Ontario. So it's all about equity and climate and all sorts of things like that. And then you got another group of people saying, hey, I don't feel... But that's what my government should be focusing on. Uh, they're looking at these sort these other uh, the people who are on the progressive side of the agenda is basically being a bunch of scolds and and uh, they're tired of being scolded. So what you're seeing is the conservatives coming around a guy like Doug Ford. So that's why when you get into the situation where the liberals and the NDP are going to be attacking Ford, the way that they will attack him, which is you know being you know not educated enough, not uh, you know not uh, uh, somebody who understands what this new progressive agenda should be for the province—that's actually manna from heaven for the other side. But what is really evaporated in all of this is the uh, the middle, that old and John Ibbotson and I call them the Laurentian elite. That idea that they have this kind of governing consensus where there's the liberals and the conservatives, and sure they swap back and forth every once in a while, but the difference between them isn't that big. They just have a you know a different colored logo. That. That view of Canadian politics, that perspective on Canadian politics has exploded. And it it doesn't exist in the same degree that it used to.
0: Yeah, and there is no lack of enthusiasm, no lack of opinion, no lack of decision to make your opinion known, at least among the people I speak to on this program and people I speak to personally. They have a very strong view of where we should be going and where things are correct and where things are incorrect, and they want they want to get at it, they want to get out into the uh, into the election. They want to vote.
1: And the, and the point on that, Roy, is it's not strictly economics. Most of this is really about culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the kind of province that you want to have. You have one group of people that tends to be you know better educated, more youthful, uh, you know, smaller families. They live downtown. That group of people versus the people who live in the suburbs and the rest of the province. And that's where the divisions are taking place. And the people in the suburbs and the province basically have a different view of how the world should operate. And this war over what kind of culture you want to have in this province uh, is really what this is all about. And that's a very different battle than even you were having back in 1990.
0: You know, and things are being said, Daryl, that we wouldn't have expected to be hearing uh, but they're being said, they're being said out in the open, they're being uh, reported on internationally. I looked at a Reuters story this morning, uh, facing far-right challenge, a minister in Germany, a minister says Islam does not believe, uh, does not belong in Germany. So you have, you have um, ministers in federal governments making statements such as that, because they find it's necessary for them to make that statement if they want to hold on to seats in specific regions in their country. So... The paradigm shifted, hasn't it?
1: Well, in, in, in places like in Europe, though, and this is the, the, what is really different about Canada in this whole debate, the debate in Canada tends not to be over that. So if you go out and, and, and look at public opinion in places like, for example, Germany or Sweden or the U.K. or France, there's this whole um, uh, backlash to cultural change driven by immigration that's that's taking place there. Some of it is around the issue of Islam, but some of them is some of it is just around the idea of change. You know, you go out to you live in the Midlands and you go out to the pub and you know everybody pulling a pint is Polish. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean so this the sense that there's this cultural change that people are pushing back against. In Canada it's not so much that. So for example, somebody like Doug Ford, his reaction to immigrants would not be parallel to what Nigel Farage's would be in in, uh, in the U.K., or Donald Trump's would be in the United States. In fact, immigration really doesn't even play into the into the dispute. It's really more about this kind of culture, this progressive type of agenda uh, that uh, a lot of people support in the province of Ontario, and then the people who are reacting to it.
0: So it's going to be a very interesting June the 7th, and on the evening of June the 7th, we'll all be glued to find out what's going on. Of course, we'll know already, because Ipsos will have told us.
1: No. Well, well, we'll we'll hope to do the best job that we can, and I'll look forward to uh, being on global TV that night.
0: Well, that's great, and I'll look forward to speaking with you uh, hopefully on the on the next day, Daryl. Thank time. you so much. It's always great speaking with you.
1: My pleasure, right? Take you care.
0: Daryl Bricker is the president and the CEO of uh, Ipsos Global Public Affairs. They did the poll for Global News. And the headline: Ontario PC Party could get majority government as Tories have lead in seat-rich GTA. When we come back, there's a couple of things I want you to hear. You may have heard them already. Some of you may have not, but I want you to hear two particular voice clips, and I don't want to talk to you about them, because one of them, in particular, when I heard it, I thought, no, no, she didn't really say that, and I and I found a way. I had to find a way. I went online and I found a way to listen back to what I had just heard somewhere else. And, yeah, she did say that. So we'll talk about that. And remember, Andrea Horvath will be my guest in the next half hour, the Ontario NDP leader, who, according to the Ipsos poll, is favored by Ontarians for premier. If they are just going to choose the position of premier of Ontario, Andrea Horvath wins that. We'll come back. It's the Green Show. It's the Chorus Radio Network.